a little over 600 days ago. They made him the number two overall pick. Now, for the second time this season, they put him on the bench. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Friday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on a Friday. Hope everyone has enjoyed a great week. I know for mo- some of you, maybe the holidays have started early. You're not working today. Uh, maybe for some of you, you're traveling. I know the travel has been a little crazy this week. But we thank you for making this show a part of your day. We've got the Jets to talk about. We've got Zach Wilson to talk about. I mean, you shouldn't be surprised that this is the topic of the show today. But before we get into that and all my thoughts over the Zach Wilson era, uh, officially, being over. I'm willing to declare it officially being over. Got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to betonline.com aid you to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And I didn't anticipate doing this show today. I didn't anticipate doing this show at this point of the season. That may uh, surprise some of you, but when I did the show yesterday and I previewed this game from both the point of view of the Jags and the Jets, I was not expecting Uh, what was going to transpire last night on Thursday Night Football. I expect that to be my last Jets-esque show for a little bit, unless it was talking about the AFC playoff picture, right? Because I didn't anticipate needing to talk about the Jets and Zach Wilson. I thought if they were going to lose, they were going to lose a close game just like they had done against the Lions, just like they had done against Buffalo, just like they had done against Minnesota for the last couple of weeks. That was what I was anticipating. Maybe I should have anticipated exactly what happened last night, but 600-plus days ago, the New York Jets stepped up to the podium, and with the number two overall pick, they selected Zach Wilson to be their future franchise quarterback. They picked him with the idea that in these games, in these moments, he would rise to the occasion. That the arm talent that was there at BYU, the ability to throw the ball all over the yard, the ability to make those off-schedule plays, the ability to scramble around, that that would be on display in these games, in these moments. That's what he was brought here for. And through two seasons... He has not shown up in any single one of those moments. There are games you can point to where in his rookie season you saw the growth, you saw him get better as the season went on. This season has been a complete and utter disaster. From the injury that forced him to miss the three games, from the unstable play when he was in the lineup, the two New England games in which he was the reason why they lost the football game, to being benched the first time, to having to come back in the middle of a playoff race that you were benched for and you needed to make improvements right away, and then embarrassing yourself on, on Thursday Night Football against the Jaguars. Embarrassing yourself. The only points the Jets scored, and this is when I knew the game was over and I knew that the playoffs were over for this team. Now, they're still mathematically alive, but I knew that this team had hit rock bottom. Is you get Quinn and Williams back into the lineup and you have one of, you, you create your first turnover in over five games. You create that big explosive play that a, a defense needs to create if you want to have momentum go your way. And you get three points out of the deal. Your offense can't move the ball. Your quarterback can't move the ball. That's it. That was when it was over. That was when it was over. That was when I knew the game was not going to go any better than it had the last couple of weeks. And Zach looked lost. He did not look like even a backup starting quarterback in the National Football League. He could not do anything. So much so that for the second time this season, the New York Jets made the decision to bench Zach Wilson. This time it happened during the game. 
And we can talk all day long, and I think there's a legitimate opportunity for Jets fans to question Robert Sala's decision-making to when he benched Zach Wilson, that he probably shouldn't have even come out of the second half with Zach. That's a story for a different day. Let's just talk about Zach right now. Because they had to bench Zach in the second half of a must-win game to keep your playoff hopes alive. And they didn't go to Joe Flacco. They didn't go to Mike White, who was hurt. They went to Chris Strebler, who was activated for this game. And Jets fans kind of had a bit of a, a, a smile to their faces when that news kind of got released before the game of, okay, they're throwing everything at the wall. They're activating Strebler. They're going to have that Wildcat quarterback package for him. They're going to use his legs. You're going to see some stuff for him. And they tried to get him going in the first half. But that's who he got benched for because they wanted the mobility because they knew Joe Flacco was a statue back there. He got benched for a guy who for most of the season couldn't draw into the lineup, was the fourth quarterback for most of the year. That's who they brought him in, and that guy came in who clearly, no offense to Chris Strepler, because he brought a, a he boost and energy. He brought a, something different to the table for the New York Jets. So no disrespect to him. But as the fourth quarterback, how much of the offense do you know? Realistically, look at the plays that they ran with Chris Strepler. They didn't run a, a, a bunch of the playbook. It was a very simplified version of what they were able to do because Chris Strepler doesn't know the playbook. is the fourth quarterback on the roster. But he came in and still was able to move the ball better despite running a very limited set of plays. And that is the ultimate, I think, indication that this is over. Because you got benched for the second time in a game that you absolutely had to have. And was it fair to ask Zach Wilson to come back after three weeks when we all know that his mechanics are wrong? We all know that the footwork's not there. We all know that the upper body and the lower body are not working in conjunction. And he is he just messed up from a physical operations standpoint. The mechanics of being a quarterback are messed up for Zach doesn't get fixed in three weeks but here you go kid you're getting thrusted back into a playoff picture go ahead if you're the number two overall pick if you're everybody if you're if you're the thing that everybody thinks you are inside that building here's your opportunity to show it but mentally he looks broken missing guys that he should not be missing that's mental missing guys by five six yards he's just running around throwing the ball hoping things happen he, he threw a ball to Corey Davis that should have been picked it was, an, it was a complete, complete disaster last night for the New York Jets and Zach Wilson. And going into the season, New York Jets fans asked for two things. There were two big bullet points that I think realistic, rational Jets fans viewed the 2022 season as. One, with this roster, put the quarterback to the side for a second. With this roster, with the influx of young rookies that everybody thinks are going to be really good, this is before the season, play meaningful football in the month of December. Check. We can have a separate conversation of how well they did in that month of December, but playing meaningful football in December with this, with your season on the line to be able to make the playoffs, check, they did that. This, their, their season ended on December 22nd, December 23rd. That's a lot later than it normally ends for a Jets fan. I talked about that on the show yesterday, of how this game normally, if it's this late in the season, is a battle for the number one pick. The second part of it is to get the answer on whether or not Zach Wilson is your long-term franchise quarterback. Well, I know Jets fans don't want to hear this, but you got your answer. You now know Zach Wilson is not your quarterback. He's not. Zach Wilson is not going to be the guy. These things are not going to get fixed. Not in this media environment. Not in a not with a fan base that's already ready to run him out of town. And it's deserved. We talk all the time about how the New York media in all sports, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, they run guys out of town if they don't perform right away because it's New York. The lights are bright. There's an expectation of greatness. There's an expectation of making it to championships and winning multiple championships and being the best of the best because it is New York. And people in New York believe that New York is the best of the best. There is that expectation there. And so they run guys out of town. The Yankees fans do it. The Mets fans do it. Giants fans do it. Jets fans do it. They run guys out of town. This, what Jets fans feel right now about Zach Wilson, the booing last night on the field, completely deserved. You're the number two overall pick, kid. 
Got to be able to figure it out. Got to be able to at least be serviceable. If he's a league average quarterback in any of these games, the Jets are a playoff team. It's that simple. League average hasn't even been anywhere close. So you've got your answer. Now you open up the Pandora's box of now what? Now what do you do? What does that look like? And I think that's a conversation for the offseason. That's a conversation at a different time because you're going to have you're going to have the Mike White question that's going to linger and who knows what his health status availability is going to be for the remainder of the season. I think you'd like him to be healthy so he can play these final two games and you can at least evaluate what, what you got there. But you have an oft injured quarterback who's what, 27, 28 years old, who doesn't have a big sample size and who's a free agent at the end of the year. You're going to give him a big contract to be your starting quarterback, to be your bridge guy? Are you going to go out and sign Jimmy Garoppolo, who's is an oft-injured quarterback who clearly has a ceiling? You're going to try to trade for Derek Carr. You're going to try to make the big swing for Lamar Jackson if he's available. If Aaron Rodgers becomes available, you're going to call up Green Bay and try to make that work for a couple of seasons. I mean, you could really go down a rabbit hole and really start the question of of truly, because everybody everybody wants to tell Jets fans, oh, you got a really nice young core there. You got a good coach. You got a good GM. You've done it. You've gotten everything right, but the quarterback. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's the hardest position to figure out. It is the hardest position to figure out, and if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. And so the fact that the Jets go into the offseason knowing that that's what they have to have, they have to figure out the quarterback position, it is a big question mark. I think they need to revamp the offensive line. They're probably going to need another receiver. They need some linebacking help. need another safety. I mean, this team is not ready-built, just plug in a quarterback and away we go. There are other things that need to be addressed. They couldn't run the ball in the second half of the season. Just getting Elijah Vera Tucker and Brees Hall back really going to fix that you don't know when you're going to get Brees back it's probably going to be in the middle of the season if he does come back in 2023 and so that I think last night is the is the the culmination of all of the things that have been boiling up in the back of Jets fans heads about Zach Wilson about the future of this team and it all played out last night in that game and I talked about this I think about two months ago when I said the Jets might have a Zach Wilson problem and I think it was when he played bad the first time against New England it was before the second New England game and it never got better it never got better, and now he has been benched twice, once for Mike White, now the second time for Chris Streffler. And so the Jets are going to go into this offseason. GMs and head coaches don't get this opportunity again. They don't get the opportunity to take a second swing at a quarterback. doesn't happen in the NFL nowadays. You either make that pick right or you don't, and you, you were looking for another job. The good thing about Joe Douglas and the New York Jets is they've gotten basically everything else right. Elijah Vera Tucker, Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson. The signings of DJ Reed, Michael Carter, drafting him, Elijah Moore. There is so much good that it allows them a mulligan, a thing you don't get in the National Football League. And so when offered that mulligan, the New York Jets do not feel like a team that are going to take a swing in the draft. I think they're going to be picking too high for that. Probably picking in the teens with seven wins. Maybe you get another one or two here down the stretch, so you're probably picking a little bit higher than that. So I don't think that's the direction they go. With When it comes to free agency, you may want the free agent. The free agent's got to want you too. So it, it, it's, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, just sign Jimmy G. Maybe Jimmy G doesn't want to play in New York. Maybe Jimmy G wants too much money for what Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas has a limit. Joe Douglas with free agents always sets a limit. And so that is why it, this this disaster, Zach Wilson, the Zach Wilson era being over, only 600 days in, creates more questions than it does answers for a New York Jets team that's future should be bright. But on a day like today, how can it feel bright when the guy that was supposed to lead you out of this mess, that was supposed to lead you out of the longest playoff drought in the NFL right now, it's going to go on another season more than likely. That guy who was supposed to do that is now not even close to being the answer. 
and you have to now go completely back to the drawing board and rebuild this quarterback room once again. And that's the that's you know your your general manager, your Joe Douglas. That's why you get paid a lot of money. And so I sit here today, and I'm trying to be very. I'm not getting animated, and I know probably some people when they see the title of this episode, they're going to expect some animation, me being frustrated, me being upset. I, I will tell you, that game last night, it, Zach did not play particularly well. The defense didn't play particularly well outside of Quinn and Williams. There just was a, a lack of energy. Corey Davis drops the ball that he just normally catches. I mean, he's only had one other drop this season when Strevler was in the game. Uh, Garrett Wilson fumbles the ball late in the game because the ball gets kicked out. I mean, things were just – it was not the Jets' night in a lot of different ways, and they did not have the energy. They were not ready to play that game, and that falls on coaching too. So there's, there's a bigger – picture thing to talk about here and so if there's if there's not a lot of anger in my voice it's because if I gave anger here on the show it would be more energy and more motion than I think the team showed in the game last night with their season on the line and that's going to be another question for another day and so as I sit here it's now officially time where you turn the page and now you look towards 2023 free agency this is what I'm doing as a Jets fan this is the approach that I'm taking I'm looking at free agency I'm figuring out what they can do in the draft, and I'm figuring out what quarterback options are available both via trade and free agency because they are not going to roll with the same group going into next season. And so when you em- when you enter that unknown, that poss- the, 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 when the possibilities are endless of who your quarterback's going to be, you, you have to take a wait-and-see approach because the New York Jets are only going to go as far as their quarterback's going to be able to take them. And right now they don't have a quarterback that can take them anywhere, and so they got to find a dance partner if they're going to want to make a trade, and they're going to have to find somebody that wants to be willing to come to New York and play quarterback for this team. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be up to Joe Douglas to be able to write this wrong, and he's going to have to do it very quickly. Because if you don't, I mean, Mike, I, listen, Mike White is great, but Mike White doesn't stay healthy, and I think there's a ceiling with Mike White. And this team doesn't have just playoff aspirations. I know they want to end the playoff drought, but this team has built a Super Bowl-caliber defense. I mean, they, they gave up 19 points last night. When's the last time they gave up more than 20 points? And this is a Super Bowl-caliber defense. You have Super Bowl aspirations. If you can just get the quarterback with the way the offense is structured, you should be able to be really good. But you need a quarterback who has not just league average ceiling. You need to have a quarterback that has an above average ceiling. It's why Zach Wilson was so appealing because you thought if he could run the system with all the other tools that he has, he would be able to be an above average quarterback in the system and the sky would be the limit. Well, he doesn't even have the league average skills to be able to showcase what I think are diminishing returns because I think it's just mental at this point for Zach. I think he's just completely in his own head, and I, I can understand being in your own head with everything that has gone on this season uh, for Zach, but I, I think it's over. I think the Zach Wilson era has, is officially going to be over 603 days after he was drafted. I think that's the number, 603 days after he was drafted. So a disappointing game last night. If you are a Jets fan, just very quick, if you're a Jacks fan, you got to feel really good about that game last night. You control your fate in the division. You're 7-8. and eight. Tennessee's hurt and banged up, and so for them, it's it's a big win, and Trevor Lawrence looked every bit of the part, and I think that stings for Jets fans too, that, Je- that Trevor Lawrence came into your building in that weather and that environment and just didn't, didn't have a problem finding open receivers, running around, making plays, picking up first downs, and I think that stung as well because the Jets were in the mix for Trevor that year and a couple of wins late in the season uh, ultimately ruined that for them. So a very important offseason for a New York Jet team who whose end of the season is going to feel extremely disappointing. They started the year 5-2, and two, and since then they've been 2-6, and six, and they've lost now four in a row so just not playing good football at the right time and still a team that hasn't learned how to win the important games uh deep into the season when it matters most hopefully it's a learning opportunity and 2023 can work out better but it's going to depend on the biggest question in the room can they get a quarterback in here that is able to take them uh in the right direction again it's not as easy as just saying oh don't worry they'll get a quarterback and things will things will work out the way that they're supposed to there are a lot of other things that go into this and picking a quarterback is the hardest thing to do uh, in the national football league so we'll see if joe douglas is up for the task now 
now with swing of the bat number two. That is going to do it here on the Friday edition of the podcast. Hope everyone has a great holiday weekend, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas if you are celebrating. Hope everyone enjoys the time with friends, family, loved ones, whatever you may be doing uh, for the holiday weekend. Should be a lot of fun all across the board. I know the weather. You know, listen out here in Arizona, it's a little, it's a little on the chillier side. It's a calm and cool 50 degrees today. I know some places in the Midwest and back east where I'm from, uh, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit colder here with a bit snowstorm uh, rolling in. So everybody, be safe. Enjoy the holiday uh, season. We're back on Monday. We're not taking a break. We got a lot of football games to talk about over the weekend, so we'll be back on Monday to break it all down. Thanks as always to Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. Thanks to you for making this show a part of your day. Rate and review and subscribing to the show and being here every day when the show goes live and drops in your podcast feed. I greatly do appreciate it. Again, hope everyone has a great holiday weekend. I will talk to you all on Monday.